Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Our podcast is dedicated to parents of children struggling with the effects of trauma and attachment disorders and the caseworkers, coordinators, and other professionals who support them. Your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, will introduce you to Stephanie Armstrong, who will discuss her work in treating attachment and trauma in children, as well as the use of EMDR. Stephanie Armstrong is a licensed independent mental health practitioner, independent contractor, and partner with the Attachment and Trauma Center of Nebraska in Omaha. Stephanie specializes in treating trauma resolution and attachment problems in children and adolescents. She is certified in EMDR and is a certified EMDR consultant. Stephanie is one of the co-founders of the Attachment and Trauma Center of Nebraska and helped develop the EMDR and Family Therapy Integrative Model, Treatment for Attachment Trauma in Children Research Project, and co-facilitates trainings for the protocol around the country. And now your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter. Good morning, everyone. I am here with Stephanie Armstrong, um, and she has been a, a contributor to the Attachment Theory in Action book and wrote about the model she developed with Deb Wesselman and Kathy Schweitzer. And so we're going to be talking to her a little bit about that today. But first, Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, education, how you got into this kind of work, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Well, hello, everyone. Um, again, my name is Stephanie Armstrong, and I, um, I kind of went into this uh, whole working with children who have suffered attachment trauma in an interesting way. I was um, a teacher at first for about two and a half years, and then... I desperately wanted to be a school counselor. I, I was something I wanted to do even before I was a teacher. And when I was a teacher, um, I found myself, this might not sound very good, but I found myself like not wanting to talk to the children about their actual schoolwork. I wanted to talk to them about what was going on at home and, you know, what are your struggles? And because they were coming to me after school just to talk. Um, so I went back and I, I, um, got my master's degree and went back as a school counselor. And I found um, being a school counselor to be very, very fulfilling, um, but actually just not fulfilling enough. I felt like I was doing, I mean, I, I was doing really awesome things and affecting lives. Um, but I just had this yearning because I saw so much trauma and so much sadness. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I could only affect and be, um, be effective with a small amount of kids because they would just leave, you know, I, it was middle school, seventh and eighth grade, and then they were just on to high school. So, um, enter Kathy Schweitzer, who was a school counselor with me. Um, yeah. And she said to me once, do you really want to do this for the rest of your life? And what she meant was, do you really want to do um, assessments, you know, the standardized testing stuff? And so we, she had met Deb Wesselman and we started to do consultations with her. And I fell in love with attachment um, and trauma and started reading and just like, I felt like a leech, you know, I was just sucking it up as fast as I could. Uh -huh. um, 
And so that's, you know, that's how it started. And then um, Deb said to us one day, do you want to open up the Attachment Trauma Center of Nebraska? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so here we are today. And um, it seems like a, like such a long time ago. Um, but, but that's how I started. That's how I, I got into this whole thing. And I, I just love every day of it. Not every day. There are some hard days, right? <laughs> right. Yes. So that's really interesting. One of the things that I um, emphasized when I've spoken to, to Deb about your book is, to me, it's very clear that you all have education background because the book is put together in such a practical, easy to understand way. And I didn't really know that necessarily about all of you, but I knew a couple of you. And as I was reading it, I kept thinking, I can tell they've been in education. I can tell they've been in education. Yes. <laughs> Not everybody in the field writes in a way that's so accessible and practical. Thank you. That's, that's great to hear. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so at that time then, um, would you say you co-developed your model together that you write about in the book or was, was that already underway or how did all that go? Yes. Yeah, so it, it was, um, Deb and another colleague had started to just realize that these, these really difficult children, um, you know, and their families, they were just struggling and they needed more than just this, this one hour a week of, you know, 58 minutes of therapy. Um, so Deb and another colleague were doing kind of this team approach and, um, you know, in its infancy stages, clearly. And um, the, our psychologist, um, Ann Potter, um, said to Deb, well, why don't you guys, you know, manualize this, you know, make it, you know, really make it a, a team approach. And so um, then that's, you know, that was, you know, enter Kathy and I, and we were trained in EMDR right away and we started our work. And that's when we really decided, okay, let's write down what we're doing. Um, let's keep track of what we're doing. Let's you know, let's do some research, you know, on the effectiveness of all of this. And that's really how it began. So we all started working together and teaming children and, you know, teaming families. And then we created the parenting class, which um, really is, I think, a cornerstone. Well, all four aspects of what we do are, are, you know, a cornerstone, but the parenting class really provided parents a place to learn, but also create this camaraderie, feeling like I'm not alone, you know, in this journey. And I have, I have some people who understand it and I'm, I'm surrounded by people who understand it. So I guess, I don't know if that really answered your question, but no. Yeah, I, I love the fact that I'm, I feel like I, that I met Deb at like, you know, the stars were all aligned, you know, and, and I'm just so grateful for her and her work that she's done and that I've been able to, you know, add my um, expertise along with it. So, yeah, she's just amazing. An mm -hmm. amazing human being, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. So what I think about what you're saying it's it's just so important that 
that you guys thought in the be it, fairly early on, we need to manualize this, we need to write down what we're doing, we need to do research, because I think, you know, there's a lot of really excellent approaches out there, but because they haven't done those things, it's hard for them to gain traction. You know, everybody, everybody wants manuals, everybody wants an evidence base. So that was really uh, wise on your part to, to think like that. Yes. And I think too, um, it helped us create a, a very strong pathway and it, it kept us, um, all connected in a way. Like, did you do that part of the, of the model? Did you do that part? So it kind of, it helped, it held us accountable, mm -hmm. um, in being more effective with families because, you know, what we know is we can get kind of lost, um, and get off track. And when we, we know all of us, it, you know, in our office, when we stick to the model, it, it's effective. We just have to be patient. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's almost like, you know, in working on this together, you had your first build in fidelity checklist. Yes. Of, you know, is everyone doing this? And I, I, I so understand what you're saying there's so much yes. in the history of some of the children and sometimes even in the history of the parents that you need something to ground you. Like, where do I go next? You know? Um, and I think having, yeah. having a model that has enough structure to ground you, but enough flexibility to go where you need to go is really essential for this kind yeah. of work. I do love the way you said that enough structure, but it, I always say is, you know, the science and the art it's scientific, but it's also very artful. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can kind of move where you need to move, but also have the boundary of the model. So mm -hmm. that was really well put. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about your work with parents because it's just admit, like, of course, lots of people meant, if you're into attachment theory, obviously you understand the that it's a dyad that we're working with and not one and not the other and that we're working with a relationship. But not everybody is a whole separate book for parents like yes. you guys. That really makes a statement. So. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, I think it speaks um, to the importance of parents. And I know that... Um, I know from being a school counselor, just how important that relation, the relationship that we, that we as therapists have with parents, they're entrusting us to work with their most precious, um, they're just most precious thing. And when we can um, uphold them and lift parents up, um, that's where the true change, I think, happens. Um, and I do have to say that Kathy Schweitzer um, was, was so effective at creating the family therapy part. She had so many amazing ideas early on that um, having the family therapy piece separate from the EMDR piece gives us this chance to connect with parents and help them, you know, it all starts with trust. I mean, that's where, right, all of this begins. And 
if parents can learn and, and trust us in the beginning, then what we're telling them, they can then take home and find it effective. Now, over time, we say that word all the time, right? Over time, it's not going to work right away. Right. Um, but the work with parents, as hard as it can be, it's so fulfilling, you know, in the end, you know, quote unquote end, um, when they start seeing the changes and the changes are within them. I'm just helping them along the way. So hopefully that answered kind of what you were yeah. asked. Yeah. And I think, you know, the word trust stands out to me because I think parents, um, there are going to be moments when they're feeling discouraged or like things aren't changing or not changing quickly enough or what we're suggesting kind of makes sense, but maybe not. And you know, you have that level of trust. Like we have a relationship. I know you have my best interest at heart as my child's. And so I'm willing to kind of go there and uh, take a risk and, and maybe go into new territory. Yeah. And I, I do think, I think you said this in the beginning, um, you know, parents come with their own set of stuff, you know, and that's, that's being brought in to their relationship with their child. And if we can gain trust with them, then they're going to be more willing to share, you know, maybe what's triggering them. And then we can connect to that some of that old stuff and kind of talk them through that and help them with it. And then, you know, refer them on for their own therapy that maybe they've been scared of for a really long time. Um, but because they know me as a therapist, they can maybe trust someone that I might refer them to. So I, I do know that with a lot of parents, when we really create that bond with them, they're more willing to share some of that deeper stuff and why that might be getting in the way of their relationship with their child. So in the work that you all are doing at your center there in Nebraska, at what point do you feel like you need to refer out for the parents therapy? And at what point is there sometimes work that you can just do over the course of the work you're doing with the family? How do you kind of figure that out? That's a, a great question. So because we have another piece of our, our team treatment model is consultation, um, through the consultation among the therapists, when we are finding that we're kind of over and over talking more about the, the, the I guess, the struggle that the parent is having, um, then that for us, that's kind of like a flag, gosh, maybe it's time to have a discussion with them about their own, their own therapy. Um, and when the child has kind of stalled out and isn't moving forward, um, then we know that there, there must be something driving that underneath and we're not quite sure what it is. Um, and so that, and that's when that happens. Uh, and most of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time when we can talk with a parent, um, about having, you know, getting their own treatment, I think sometimes they're grateful that, oh gosh, you know, I, I have did this, um, and now she or he sees it too, and it's safe to go do that. So that's kind of when, when we know is when things are kind of stalled out and aren't progressing forward, like typically. And I think that the fact that parents are receptive shows that 
you have built a level of trust with them. They're not necessarily feeling like, oh, you're blaming me for this. You're thinking I'm the one, you know, that that is the problem or whatever. Um, and so I think that that speaks to to the ability to form that relation, that really critical relationship with the parents. Um, so I wanted to circle back to something you said at the very beginning that you fell in love with attachment theory and I would because that's what I feel happened to me so I want to kind of hear your comments about that what what was it about that you know it's funny because um you know so I I read a lot and go to conferences all the time and I can I always have these things that I remember but I don't ever remember who actually said it um, but at, I was at Emdria a couple weeks ago in Washington. Which is, uh, which is, for listeners, one of the big EMDR conferences. Yes, yes, yes. Deb and I, um, we presented there. And um, one of the speakers, gosh, I don't remember which one, and I apologize, I don't, but um, said Francis Clapp. I believe it was Francis Clapp. Dr. Francis Clapp said that those that just intuitively um like love attachment and we'll just read all about it those are the ones that you know like they get it without even reading anything they get it and i felt like i felt confident about understanding attachment before i even knew what attachment was if that makes any sense to you mm -hmm. i was like oh this is really oh and i and i i don't know why I wish I could explain it. Um, I'm sure there's some research to back it up, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that the other piece was, um, I'm a prior English teacher um, and I have an English major. Oh, that's also helpful for writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> editing, um, but um, people's stories always intrigued me. And I was, I really want to hear the story. And I do feel like that is also part of the attachment work because we, when Deb introduced us to um, the narrative, the, the, the trauma yeah, attachment interview. Yeah. And the stories that we write with these children, that a cohesive narrative is what really holds people together. And um, you mean, I mean, you know, their, their insights that when a child has a cohesive narrative, they're able to heal and an adult as well. And that was also intriguing to me because um, that really makes such a difference if we know our own story and then we're able to tell it in a cohesive way. So I don't, I think I kind of went around the bend there, but that, that, that's just how my heart wanted to answer that, I suppose. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, all of it is so relevant to us as therapists, too, you know, because we bring our attachment history and our experiences into the room. And I think as we look at, you know, because we use the adult attachment interview in our work as well and have our therapists, um, we send them to an outside person to administer the interview and, and it's confidential to the level they want it to be you know if they right. um often they will talk about it with their supervisor which i think is the most ideal situation but you know we're all bringing that right yes and i um was able to uh 
go to the, the training, the TCU um, Empowered to Connect training in, um, at TCU in Texas. I was blessed with that scholarship for five days. And I was able to do the AAI. Um, and going through that and getting my results was fascinating to me. And, and so helpful, I think, in my own personal work that I, that, you know, we're doing on a consistent basis as therapists, um, you know, to know where I'm at was very cool. So I thought I'd add that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's um, so, so useful. And I think allows us to know what it's like to answer those questions and have that experience. Um, and so if we're going to be using that in our work with others, I think it's good for us to understand um, what that's like, what it feels like, what it might stir up. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, good. Well, um, I am so happy that I got to speak with you today about about this and um, you know the way you guys have put together um, your model is just fabulous. I think your book is wonderful, um, and I'm so uh, happy also that you guys were willing to contribute a chapter to the book Attachment Theory in Action. So. Eight till it's out. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so excited, of course, too. I remember when your book came out, as soon as I finished it, I put it down on my desk. I called Deb. I'm like, I love this book. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm so glad you called because you, know, you put all this effort and you put it out there and then you're just sort of like, hmm, you know, I wonder what anyone's thinking, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I and thank you so much for putting you know getting it all together and just the hard work I know that you've put into all of this all right well take care and thanks again so much for your time bye thank you for joining us for this edition of attachment theory in action please follow our site traumaattachmentcenter.com or subscribe to our iTunes channel for future podcasts if you enjoyed our broadcast please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, log on to traumaattachmentcenter.com. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, developmental trauma, and attachment theory.